TC and Jake. Good morning, Jake. Where uh, I've been wanting to ask you, where are you with tech? Where are you uh, at with tech? Texas or um, no big tech. The sector. Big tech. You talking Any Fang tech thoughts? You talking about the Fang stocks? Fang stock. What, what's a Fang stock? Ah, uh, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, Google. I like to just work that in every now and then to let people know. It's like, uh, I don't remember, some comedian, it might even have been like Dane Cook, had a bit of knowing like three Red Sox players' names. Just I, so that it's a, probably not Dane Cook. I bet he really likes the Red Sox. You That's what think. his sister yeah. told me when I talked to her. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, I just like to walk over to the grill while the yeah. finance guys are talking. And I'm like, are you guys, have you diversified? Within Fang, how would you diversify within Fang? It's only four well, companies. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a boy. I gotta go to the bathroom right now. That's what, no, no, that's what I say at that point. Oh, okay. <laughs> when they ask a single follow-up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're gonna respect you. I don't think so either. Yeah. Um. Was that like a real question? Like, do you have like a, a jumping off point here for tech? No, I was watching a lady tell a story on TikTok and it was about like meeting a, just like a guy showed up to their Airbnb and then it turned out like that he thought he knew someone there legitimately, but it was actually someone next door, but they had the same name as someone who was staying there. So like for a day, they were just like, hanging out with this guy and then they realized that there had been a misunderstanding but she was like whenever she was explaining that things were going well you know like that the guy seemed cool she was like you know we were having a good conversation they were at Sundance so she was like we were talking about some of the movies that we're gonna go see we were talking about tech <laughs> how does one do that <laughs> that's what I want to know dude like I, I guess you could you know like like Apple's got their new headset coming out and i guess people sometimes will just like so how you think this is gonna do is this gonna like what are what are the new frontiers in tech right now a lot of ai a lot of vr yeah VR yeah yeah like like there are people out there who like for social purposes have have sharpened their their vr or their ai arguments yeah i watched the creator over the weekend Hold on, I have to tell you a story real quick. Okay, please. Um, because I'll forget it. You mentioning that little mis misunderstanding uh, where you just end up with a random person. Mm -hmm. I've almost certainly told you this story before, but we're a thousand of these bad boys in. Mm -hmm. So, um, and you you forgot stuff that I told you last week. That's true. So when uh, when I live in San Marcos, I'm trying to think of exactly how this like the origin point of this story was I think we, cause you know, we would have these like massive really ragers TC. Yeah. You know, back when I was in college, a couple hundred people. And I don't remember if this group of people just happened to be at the party or if it was one of those situations where we used to just, um, sit on our front porch. We lived like literally across the street from the school. Mm -hmm. um, we would just sit on our front porch when in the afternoon and just drink and smoke. Oh, okay. Nice. And so people would drive by and they're like, hey, what's up? And we'd throw them a beer. You know? What are you, Somehow, made of money? I mean, we were drinking like bush light. Mm -hmm. You know? And we were making money on these parties. Not enough to pay the water bill, but... No, not enough to pay the water bill, enough to buy more beer. But somehow, some way, this group of people that were like the most random collection, like one guy was like 25, one guy was like 28, and they had like, one of them was like a, one of, the third person was a female, was one of their sisters, and she was 22 or 21. And they had a dog with them. 
And they just stayed at our house for like two weeks. Ah, uh, what? Yeah. What is going on, dude? Come on. Yeah. We had like an open room downstairs uh, and we had couches and one of my buddies had hooked up with the female. And within Not like worth a, couple, it. a couple days of them being there, they were like running our parties. Like we had a bar, you know, and this guy, these two guys would just be like behind the bar. <laughs> I like I don't like charging this people money and at serving all. like they they were just like passing through like I have no idea I don't even remember where they were headed I don't remember where they were from I just know that like for a couple of weeks these three strangers lived with us you were almost in a sex cult dude I hope you realize that and they were like whiskey tango they were white trash for sure no way yeah I mean it was they weren't like the real that, fucking that, that, put together drifters. Drifter is the term I guess I'm looking for. But, you know, I, I, I think less likely than sex cult would have been just having my throat slashed and my computer stolen. Again. <laughs> Again. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, they just were there. I don't like that. <laughs> In hindsight, it's like one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced. What, uh, what was the – I just want to – add fuel to your earlier point that I struggle with memory at times. What was that show that we loved last year that the Saw dudes made? Um, What's the Saw dude Facebook live show? I, you know what? I don't, uh, uh, it's, it's named after Simi Valley, real bros of Simi Valley. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The one thing that they, the, or the thing from their show that I most was like, that is like my life. I, I do have the same feelings about randos that they do. <laughs> like, the, it's a great thing in the show that they stop down anytime there's anyone they don't, they haven't known for 15 years. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? That is how <laughs> I feel. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, typically uh, I've had the same friends uh, for my whole life. Yeah. You might have been like the last one under the belt. Yeah. Um. I don't, I, you know, I, again, I don't even really remember the dynamics of the situation that, that specifically, but I mean, one of them, maybe both of them would sleep like on mattresses downstairs on the ground and then the female would sleep with unnamed friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, we All had right. a dog for a couple of weeks. It was like a little chocolate lab puppy. And how did the, how did the date end? I feel like they just were like, that they did what drifters do. Like they can sense when it's time to just pack up and move on. That's good. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't have to like We didn't evict them. I yeah. can promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude. They just left. That's good. Never to be heard from again. It's good that they left. Yeah. I'm happy they left. <laughs> what if that guy writes in? I mean, that would make my day. I can tell you that. <laughs> What the fuck you been up to, man? <laughs> hey, bud. What are you? He's probably not going to like that you called him white trash. Oh, no. I mean, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you know. I mean, I'm, that's, that's, I think if I did 23 and me, that would be like at least 21% of the graph. I don't think that's what they say on 23 and me. <laughs> I had really yeah. never thought about that's why I can say it. Why those are like kind of silly until uh, the Brunig. I think the Brunigs were repeating someone else's point, but they were like basically like it's it's trying to tell you how far your family goes back and uh, like in the the point that they're aiming for is uh, when racism started. Yeah, because if you'd like to know where your family's from, the answer is Africa. Yeah, in some way, shape, or form, yes. Um, Africa or uh, Asia Africa combo. Yeah. Dude, did you ever hear KJ's story about that? About, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not about Africa. Are we allowed to, the, I mean, like, I guess, whatever. Like, he legitimately, <clears throat> everyone's worst case 23 and me. It's everyone's the worst classic. <laughs> yes. I mean, to be honest with you, my dad is not like, uh, speaking of tech, like the most tech savvy guy in the world. 
But when I've had a conversation with him about it, he sniffed that out immediately. <laughs> Could uh, expose uh, fun babies. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for he that. Right away was like, absolutely not. Because I was like, yeah, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it be fun if like as a family we did this and maybe we could get Papa Joe to do it before he passes or something. And he's like, you're out of your mind. He's like, and you, <laughs> you should be careful too. <laughs> yeah. So you just wore protection every time? Is that what I'm to believe? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't even have that in my day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, so I'll never know where I came from because nobody in my... <laughs> yeah, it's just nobody, too big a risk. Yeah, it really is. It's just, look, I'm fine not knowing. Yeah. So long as I don't have to know. I think I told you when I found out, but I'm, I got a Mayflower rider. I'm related to one of the Mayflower people. How many people were on those boats? Not that many, but was it was say, a long time like a ago unique. and they've had a lot of kids. Because if you think about like every Mayflower person having a couple kids and then all those kids have kids, I bet it's in the like, I'm going to say tens of thousands. That seems fair. But then only tens of thousands of 330 million people in America I looked I that up this morning, by the way. How I don't many know why. people Actually, are in Actually, I America. do know why. I, I wasn't aware that we had gone so past three, uh, so far past 300, but it was just a conversation I was having with someone where it's like, and this is a very rudimentary political point, but it is, if you just take a step back, it's almost like you have to do this with sports teams at times, especially with what's been going on with the Cowboys and be like, isn't yeah. this insane? If you just take a step back, Gary Patterson style, and think about the fact that we're just going to run it back with Biden, Trump, in a country of 330 million, like we're in the day-to-day, -day, the horse race, the news cycle. But like, if you really just were to detach yourself from that, you're like an alien or something, you'd be like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. These two geriatric lunatics again? Yeah, you could do anyone. And this is it's, who you chose. It's it really is crazy. And like I said, I know that's extremely uh, extremely generic point, but this is we're just going to do this whole thing again. Yeah, I don't know. Especially, I mean, I guess this didn't change anything about the political race. Only my experience. But after my experience with my uncle, I am even more like looking at both of them, being like, "There's no chance they just. What if they both die in their sleep tomorrow?" You know, like, or tomorrow wouldn't be maximum chaotic. Maximum chaotic would be like a month out. And like, yeah. it's the most likely that it's ever been in the history of the country. Well, I'm going to be honest, and I hope you don't get mad at me for saying this. And I hope your dad doesn't get mad at me either. It would be a lot funnier if a month out they both had to get their foot cut off. <laughs> <laughs> Trump would be very funny with one foot. <laughs> It would be like Biden, you might not even really know. Yeah, yeah. You know? He's already like, a bit of like, a oh, whatever, zombie kind of shuffle at this point, yeah, anyways. He, he walks like his legs are made out of wood, as is. But the, the concept of Trump being even a partial amputee is the funniest goddamn thing I could possibly imagine. Two feeder for pussies, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cut I'll my foot one. off right now, sir. People would. It would be like burning Nikes after Kaepernick knelt. People would be posting <laughs> TikTok videos of them in solidarity amputating their foot. Yeah. Um, I had a I had a sports thought this week. Okay. So surely, you know, I mean, I don't know how much you guys covered it, but uh, I'm going to assume it was the bulk of the the output over the last week. Uh, you saw the Tara Vanderveer record-setting performance. I don't know what that is. What? <laughs> I don't know what that is. You fucking bigot. She uh, she passed Coach K for uh, most wins in Division One. I'm going to go ahead and help you out and let you know she's the coach of the women's team at uh, Stanford University. It seems like the sort of thing you would have gotten an email about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not sufficiently covering Tara Vanderveer's. I mean, trust me, I would have not covered it that much. But 
This is uh, this is me showing up with a take that's pro Tara Vanderveer. So okay, she's got the most wins in the history of Division One. Um, I uh, I did when I saw it happen. I know you know Ben Muth, uh, not just a Stanford football fan, a fervent fan of every Stanford sport. Sure. Um, so I I asked him his thoughts, and he said that. Uh, if uh, if Tara had had uh, players anywhere near the caliber that uh, Coach K had, Tara never would have lost the game. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, I just enjoy, you know, someone telling me that. Um, but That's I think it's just scrappy. They, they I, gotta work I hard don't, for it. I don't think that Tara Vanderveer is a better head coach than uh, Mike Krzyzewski, but it did make me think she really probably is a better head coach than like, you know, what? Like there's, there's 350 teams or something like that in Division One men's basketball. You're telling me that all 350 of them are currently coached by someone who's better than Tara Vanderveer? That's, 100% no. Yeah, it's definitely not. It might be 20. I mean, you know, I don't want to go crazy with this, you know? Dude, no, listen, this is, this is the thing. I've always thought that that actually coaching in women's sports is more similar to coaching in men's sports than the I mean obviously than the athletes are. Like it's one thing to be like oh, okay they can't dunk, they shoot kind of funny um whatever, like they're not as athletic, but that doesn't change what the coach has to do at all. The coach still yeah. has to install a system, uh instill confidence, recruit I mean, that's why I always thought the, the biggest problem would just be like, I don't want to say necessarily just flat out misogyny, but it would just be like the resistance from male athletes. But female athlete, uh, female coaches could coach male athletes just as well as most male coaches can. And if you think about the situation of, you know, some mid-major or like lower tier power five, team, like I don't think that Duke, like Duke probably can pick who they want to pick, you know? Um, but like, uh, someone, it just, it, once I started thinking about it, it shocked me that of all the teams that are like, you know, what the fuck are we going to do in coach? Exactly. Like, who's yeah. going to want to come about, like, here? UNT. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I know they just won an NIT or whatever, but still, you know, that's like they're a, a perennial mid, mid table team. Yeah. Um, like that they wouldn't it's but so once once you get one, like you don't need every male athlete in college basketball to respect women. You just need like eight of them. Uh then you know, a couple of scrubs. I think that that would be like comically easy to do, right? Like to to just recruit eight basketball players at any given year that uh, you know, like like you would definitely have a big leg up with the very real section of athletes whose decision is being made by their mother. Like I, I, I would love to get like uh, Mike Roach's thoughts on this because I think that he probably is close enough to recruits to know whenever like it's it's these kinds of dynamics. But there's definitely players every year where like their parents are essentially making the choice for them, and if they and if their mom's like a strong-willed person who's making the, who wears the pants in the household. Then she's like, "You ain't going to no coach that you know I don't feel right about." And that Tara okay. Vanderveer seems like a great lady. It's a it's a decent point. However, I will tell you, um, there are a lot of those type of women, primarily because uh, I say this because I was raised by one mm -hmm. who do not actually want another woman involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so. You know, especially if you think about like, and I don't think this is like profiling, I think it's straight up demographics. A lot of college athletes, well, a lot of people and probably a higher percentage of college athletes don't have like a prominent male figure in their life mm -hmm. that I think a lot of times the mom who is driving the recruiting, like that's what they want. Yeah. They want some guy who's going to like, but. Yeah, but also, you only need, you only need eight. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say is you, you would probably be able to find enough and. It's not like, uh, you know, you're sending her to or him to be coached by like, uh, I don't know, you know, 
Alexis Texas or something. Like Tara Vanderveer seems like she probably can play a pretty traditional male role, if we were to call it that. Yeah, no, she'll be some of those players' dads. Yeah. For sure. I, I would not be surprised if she's ever hit a kid. <laughs> yeah, I bet she's hit a kid. Um, and, like, uh, just, yeah, obviously the increase in media attention to wherever you're going would be a boon. You know, like, you, you could definitely get people who never would ever fucking think of considering your school. Now they're hearing about your school way more than they ever have before. I... <laughs> I think it's like I, I once I thought of the idea, I am fucking floored that no one's tried it. Yeah, there, there may also be an issue where some of the coaches, the uh, female coaches are like, you know, this is just not worth it. Yeah, like it's going to be just such a pain in my ass that everyone's talking about, like, can a woman coach men? And is the money really worth it if you're going from like a top paid female coach to like unt male coach it probably is more but i don't know how much more i bet it's more it's i don't know i yeah i don't know like i just i don't think that most coaches i don't believe are wired that way like they don't think of the downsides they think of the upsides they want to compete at the highest levels and you know the opportunity to go to face off against other top minds in the sport is too attractive to pass up avid piano player although becky hammond did uh, drop back down a level. Yeah, but she was kind of like waiting, you know? And it was like uh, assistant coach to then she was a head coach in the WNBA. Right. And she had interviewed enough times. I wonder if she was like getting a feeling that like, yeah, they're just going to keep on interviewing so that they can be like, look how cool we are. And no one's fucking actually thinking about this. Won both championships since uh, arriving with the Aces. Wow. Congratulations wow. to her. Yeah. That's only one less than Vandermeer won over a 40-year period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That yeah, I don't great. know. Uh, you know, I I think that there's a lot of uh, – you know, the, I had uh, two yoga ladies in my car the other day, and um, the, it was – an incredible journey from start to finish. It was one of my favorite rides. It was a full half hour. Uh, and they were, it was my favorite kind of ride where the people are talking to each other about deep and interesting topics. And I can just listen and, you know, just like, like they definitely had forgotten I was there five minutes in, you know? Sure. Um, and one of them was talking about, she was trying to explain her relationship with her mother. So, you, you know, like I said, it was a good ride. Uh, and uh, was talking about how her mother was an actress. And she's like, you know, you got to think about that kind of thing where you, uh, you're only experiencing emotions in order to mine them for the purpose of acting. And then the, the way that those emotions work is not that you feel things, it's that you attempt to do behaviors that uh, draw out feelings in other people. You know, like the the point of looking sad on film is not like for you to experience sadness or like have a full emotional life. It's for other people to see you and then feel something triggered in them. So like it's a kind of very fucked up way to have an emotional basis. Like, you know, if you lean too much into that or if you're the kind of person who's predisposed into having that sort of thing like it it's, might be an indicator that like you have an odd relationship with the process of processing of emotions and then they were just talking about actors in general and immediately were like you know Heath Ledger had a beautiful soul and that's why he had to die and then <laughs> okay one of the one of them was like and did you see the new joker and she was like hell yeah i saw the new joker and i'm like now we're going, you know, like, this is great. I want so bad to hear what these ladies think about Joker. And uh, it was great takes. She was like, you know, all all praise to the feminists, but I don't know that that's my lane because I feel like, you know, Jesus Christ, Henry, chill out. <laughs> She's like, I feel like they're, 
we're, we're like, there's some people out there trying to do to men what men have done to women. And we see where that's gotten all of us. That's, that's retaliatory behavior. That's not building a better society. That's not, you know, we're leaving no space for men to be men, which is great. Like that's never the, the thing I, I took away from Joker. I didn't really think it was about men, but like once they're making the points, I'm like, yeah, I see that pretty strongly. I guess, I guess there's a lot of that in there, but like, because it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, because it's a man and I'm a man, I'm just like, this is what humanity is like, you know? Yeah, Um, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, you know, I I think their perspective is equally valid and I was excited to, uh, to turn it over in my mind. Um, But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's the point I wanted to talk about. Is uh, you know, um, are we leaving space for men? Are we leaving space for men? You just but, gonna go full incel podcast? Well, that's. I mean, I, I, you know, like it. It bothers me a little bit that like uh, that's kind of how it's posited now. Like the, the people who are like waving the banner for this, in my opinion, very real idea, are people whose like whole fucking lives are a joke. Uh, I, I feel like it's doing a real disservice to the, their favorite topic. And that, and I, I feel like a lot of that stuff is, is real and legitimate and, and, you know, I'll, I'll give it a, an audience, but, uh, and so whenever I lean too much into that, I start to think like, you know, uh, the the sexism is dead or you know the like maybe maybe the other side has won the battle too convincingly and obviously that's a silly thought and it was uh i was i was jerked back into that reality uh by remembering that uh tara vanderveer is not uh a women or a men's head coach there's still a lot of barriers for women that, that don't make sense and are hurting them and uh you know they're they're there today so you know I hope can't even get the lead down. spot in a ticker. Can't even get the lead spot in the ticker. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, I wonder. I uh, I don't know too much about how this plays out uh, across the world and in other economies. Um, I mean, obviously, we we know about like what happens in. Do you think all the managers in the Saudi soccer league are women? That's not what I mean. Oh. I mean, like uh, the stories that we used to be obsessed with of uh like was it i think it was japan like where if you didn't have a a a female mate as a male by a certain age you would just like kill yourself or yeah recede into darkness for the rest of your life yeah they'll do that in japan but i wonder in places where you have more economic opportunity um uh, and economic i guess uh equality i don't know if the if it's as common because I do feel like part of being like, my life sucks and I'm going to blame females is uh, that your life sucks. And your life sucks a lot of times because like you have very little upward mobility yeah. or feeling of place, you know, in society. And the way that we're set up is just very isolationist, you know I mean? Even just like the way that the country is built now, you know? We yeah, have parks. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the only people doing better than us, as far as the uh, if we're taking it on a continent by continent basis, is Europe. And, you know, maybe it's just ways in which Australia is competitive. But do you even really consider them a continent? I don't. I know they I don't are, consider them anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't consider them at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like uh, you know, I, I I get the sense that. Uh, sexism is that that the the kind of thing that i'm talking about is alive and well in europe yeah i think so but to me i don't know in a weird way that almost feels like it's more based on tradition (laughs) than like a like a current lash out about you know what i've had enough of not getting puss yeah and i mean like but i could i have no idea though there i know that the the nordics you know they're they're on the real vanguard of some important fights there the ones i'm primarily familiar with are uh around like uh childbirth stuff you know like they're like one of the big economic uh challenges facing women here is the expectation that they will do you know the bulk of the child care uh and that that becomes a big deal whenever you know like if you're hiring a woman who hasn't had kids yet but you feel confident that she will then you know that you're going to be taking you know in our country a, a several month hit whenever they do have kids and then they're probably going to devote a lot of time for the kids even after they get back to work. 
And, uh, you know, in, uh, I think Sweden gives you like a year of time off. It might be six months. It's something very long. Um, and, uh, it can be doled out however you want between the man and the woman, I think, or it might even be like that. It's mandatory that each takes half. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I think that's, it's something like that. So, you know, they're, they're trying to make it so that it's equal footing between the two that, that you would never be in a situation where you're like, well, I have this male candidate and this female candidate and, you know, the government can't reach in and figure out how I'm thinking about this and the way I'm thinking about it is so if I hire the female, she's probably not going to work nine months out of the next, you know, uh, at some point in the next three years, she's going to be, you know, out for three months of maternity leave. So I'll hire the male, you know, they're, they're trying to remove that. So that's good. You know, that's a real thing. Uh, Europe's better than us there. Semi related to this topic. Um, I just want to spend the rest of our time on Hillary Clinton's most recent tweet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not familiar with Hillary Clinton's most recent tweet. That's why I'm not going to read it for you. You're going to go look it up and you're going to react. Oh, I got to go. What's your handle? Hilldog69. (laughs) What about her emails? 420? Email lady. Yeah. Hillary Clinton. Don't blame me. I voted for the email lady. Oh, here we go. Greta and Margo. <laughs> While it can sting to win the box office but not take home the gold, your millions of fans love you. You're both so much more than enough. Hashtag Hillary Barbie. <laughs> she needs to lean into Pokemon Go to the Poll style stuff like this. Yeah. She needs to make great. it a bigger Pokemon part of her brand. Polls was, you know, it's it's interesting because we we often laud Trump um, for the fact that he just never changes course, no matter like what happens to him. He's like, this is the way I'm doing it. I'm not learning shit from what happened yesterday. In fact, the only thing I learned is that I'm awesome. Yeah, it's the best way just, to live. And he just keeps going. But you know what? She kind of does the same thing with sucking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna learn a thing. <laughs> Yeah, like she's she's so lame and so unrelatable. And Were you the Secretary no point- of State? Oh, no, I guess you weren't. Then what do you have to tell me about whether or not it's a good idea to send cringe tweets? That's well, what I I'm thought. your husband, and my comment is that your campaign couldn't have sold pussy to a troop train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What a <laughs> what a fun time. Like I just I wonder she- like like don't you there's certainly politicians whose marriages are such that if their husband felt that way, then he like, like they could do something about it. But like that's not anywhere in the realm of possibility, right? Like like you don't think that there's a real open line of communication that whatever they lay down together every night. That he can't be like, hey, have you thought about it this way? Like, well, first of all, they don't. Yeah, like um, how often do you think they're in the same room? Very rarely. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, at least on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. But but that's it's. I think it's pretty rare. And the funny, the funniest part is in my uh, in my fanfic of this, like he loves how bad it sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, so, he's he like probably you know, I could, likes complaining from the back. I could point out a couple things you could do differently here that I think would help. Yeah. But I'm not gonna. Yeah. I like watching you crash and burn. That's cool. That's very, yeah, it's very cool. So what do you think about Greta not getting the nom? You know what? Uh, I didn't, I didn't really. Mm. Um, I haven't seen the movie. I'm not gonna see the movie. Um, the scenes that I saw that people were like uh, hyping up as this is uh, epic and moving, I thought were boring. You, uh, your kid had no interest. Izzy, like, like obviously it's not for four year olds, but she thought saw the trailers and was like, "I got to see that." No, so I mean, she's aware it. that it's out there, but no, nah, I mean, it seems kind of adult. Yeah, like, I'm mean, not just it's, like it's not like you're you'd have some problem, you know. There's no uh, on-screen penetration. Okay. Yeah. Because that, that's where I draw the line. Yeah, me too. 
Yeah. Me too. Um, uh, no. She knows it, it exists, but she doesn't care. I, uh, I had a couple wild Ubers. All, pretty much all of them were two days ago. It was a wild day two days ago. Um, we haven't talked since I saw a guy get suplexed at a flag football game on Sunday. Oh, yeah. What happened there? Man, I, I can't count the number of games I've played in, and I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. It's got to, I've, probably in the 500 games. Like what, what was the conflict? Well, they were not really a team that was like talking a lot of shit to us. They were mm-hmm. talking barely any. There was a little bit, but not much. And it was competitive. It was uh, like 14-7 at half. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just... They were probably like late 20s guys, so they weren't like super young. Maybe late 20s, early 30s, most of them. And the quarterback was was shifty. He was kind of keeping them in it. Um, but he would yell at his receivers after every play. That's frustrating. Every play. And in the second half, I think we might have gone up 20 to 7 or something or whatever. Now it's a two-possession game. And I remember if he threw a pick or if they had like a four and out. But they, he started saying like, well, yeah, I'll see you after this game. Like, well, once we're done here, we're going to see what happens. Um, and he said Is that, that a common? lot. No. That seems no. fucking weird. To be it like, was really you guys, weird. your routes is so much, suck so much, I'm going to beat you up. Well, it was really more just like that he would say that. And then the receiver, more than one of them would yell back like, you know, shut up in. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're going to tell me to shut up? So it wasn't really just about the routes. Yeah, it's about respect. It always exactly. is. And they had, uh, you know, I don't know whose wives slash girlfriends and kids um, were there. I don't know if it was the particular individuals who were involved in these conflicts, but there were a handful of wives slash girlfriends and kids there mm-hmm. uh, on the sideline, you know, with their pop-out chairs and everything. What did Carter uh, think about all this? He was not there. It was oh. this is the weirdest part about it, dude. Is all we wanted to do was get out of there. Like it was thirty degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, it was miserable. It was windy, and I was like, "Let's just bank this dub and get out of here." Yeah, and I think that probably didn't. You know, you always hear that like heat makes people angrier, but I don't know, dude. I feel like having to play sports in the cold and losing, everybody's in a bad mood. <laughs> yeah. And so we finished the game. I think it was 26-7. And uh, they'd been barking at each other for pretty much the entire second half. And I'm on like close to our sideline doing like handshakes and, you know, good game dap ups with the portion of their team that wasn't like yelling at each other. Mm -hmm. I turn back to their sideline and their quarterback is standing on the sideline and a dude takes a full running sprint at him, the receiver. And before the guy can like really, I mean, I don't know why you would do this. I would think he would just throw a punch, but he was going to tackle him, I think, and try to get him to the ground. Mm -hmm. But low man wins. And the quarterback got low and picked him up over his shoulder. Wow. Like off the run, you know? Wow. So he, he gets low as the guy starts to lunge and he catches him. And just drops him backward on his head and just starts punching him. You think he'd done that before? Looked like it. That's that's quite a move. It was. It literally looked like, I mean, a straight up WWE suplex. God, could you imagine how surprised he'd be if you were the receiver? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He didn't think it out real well. But then they broke him up and they just like. You know, that was it. It was really, really weird. I mean, the quarterback left. He, now, that, now that I say this, he definitely had a female with him mm-hmm. because he went to the parking lot first and, like, peeled out and drove off. Mm-hmm. But it was not, like, Cut right away. my on, life it, into pieces. <laughs> it was so weird, dude. His girl's walking with him, and he hops in his car and just peels out. And when something like that happens, all we're thinking is like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. what's about to happen, yeah. but <laughs> I, I don't want any part of it. Yeah. 
Oh man, it was really something else. That is nice. And like there was talk uh, in the group chat afterward that um, one of the guys on our team had talked to someone from the league, and that the I I, I can't remember if it was uh, the quarterback and the receiver. I think it was the quarterback, but that their team was like pleading with the league not to call the cops because he was on probation. Oh boy! Because <laughs> I mean, it wasn't assault. <laughs> like it was a. It was a straight-up assault. Yeah, but if it's between two guys that are on the same flag football team. Yeah, it's just a matter of like the That's boys being boys. The league doesn't need it to be known that there are people, you know, fighting on the sidelines of their games. But my understanding is that the authorities were not notified. I I think that's good. Yeah. You know. It was really weird. Especially like because, you know, I mean, whatever. I, I guess I just have a very low confidence the courts could sort out. The guy was running at him. Like, the quarterback probably should have been nicer. And you know what? I bet it was a detriment to his athletic success that he blamed others. It usually is. It's, it's whatever thing you're trying to do, if you conclude that it's everyone else around you that's causing things to be this way, then, like, you're not going to get any better. You're blocking yourself from achieving your full potential. It's a bad... You know that that's no way to go through life. So I would I would recommend that the quarterback make some changes. But if if someone else runs at you and yeah. you just put them in their place, that I don't know that I have any spot in our society to make that illegal. I, I put agree. someone in jail for fucking being better than the, the person challenging them. I don't know. I don't know. The, the last thing I'll tell you about it, which was really funny, was since it was the end of the game. Like there was another game about to start, so there were like two other full teams there, oh and boy. like they've got you know twelve, fifteen guys. Mm-hmm. So there's just Shaq laughing, like oh yeah. shit, like the whole field <laughs> is just alive with you know sixty dudes that just saw this. <laughs> they were, they were, uh, yeah. It was, uh, it was like watching a UFC knockout with like Rogan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was so weird. The most surprising thing is that the opposing team's quarterback was uh, Cat Williams. No, he wasn't, but <laughs> no, because Cat took took the L. Yeah, yeah yard yeah. fight. Yeah. I'm sure he's won some. That's just the I'm one sure. that's on video. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I, I dude, I I was so mad I wasn't filming because I, I think I did have my phone in my hand already because I'd picked up my bag. And I'm like, damn, this could have done absolute numbers. World star. Oh, no doubt. That was yelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's yeah. real nice. Still around. Um, Sorry, back to Uber. <clears throat> I had to get that. No, no, that was great. So uh, I pick a guy up, and it's it's to uh, the name on the account is a girl's name. And, like, you know, that happens, but, like, you never thrilled. You know, like, it, it just... It's setting up for complications down the road, you know, uh, like that they had someone else call them the ride. And so as he's getting in, he's like, we got to go. This place closes at seven and it's like 650, but it's not that far away. So like we can probably make it. And I kind of like, you know, you know how you know my driving style. Also, it's advantageous economically if you are an uber driver to do everything as fast as possible you get paid for miles traveled you don't really get paid for time spent so if you can do this in the minimum amount of time do the you know travel the miles in the minimum amount of time then uh you're gonna come out on top so if if someone gets in it's like i'm late i'm like that's great i love that (laughs) i'm about to put you at risk (laughs) (laughs) no no risks all 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 calculated risks cool safe but aggressive uh and so you know that that's fine but it is establishing a uh an energy in the in the car and uh he says that uh, the place he's going to is a pawn shop so he's got to make it to the pawn shop before it closes cuz he needs money right now for yeah. something like i don't you know what what could be the situation where like the tomorrow when they open doesn't work? But anyways, 
Um, I can think of a few. <laughs> yeah, but are are they good? You know? No. I mean. um, I'm just anyone that needs money from a pawn shop that you know it's just it's a specific situation and so uh as we're going towards there he raises the possibility i he doesn't say this he's just kind of like him i need to change this and he, he asks if i can change it and i i haven't done it in a long time but i think that i can but i'm just like no it won't let me you know because like he's asking because he doesn't know and i don't want to yeah. uh because it's someone else's name you know like that's going to be more money i don't know how they feel about that you know like i don't want to get in the middle of this uh and just like you know despite the fact i do like uh doing this trip quickly i don't feel good about the whole thing you know like i i don't like like i'm i'm in i'm on a quest again you know i'm back in the fucking quests and i don't like being on <laughs> other people's quests i i'd rather just have a normal fucking ride with some people from out of town uh and so uh you know he's like can i can i change it and i'm like you know uh you'd have to talk to whoever you know like the girl that booked this for you uh get her to change it he's like okay i'll call her and we get to the place uh with Plenty of time to spare relative to when we started and everything like that. I, I do my job, you know, exceptionally. And uh, he gets out to go in the pawn shop, but isn't 100% sure that it's open. Um, so, you know, whenever we pull up, I end the ride because, you know, that's what I do. Like once, yeah. once we've arrived at the destination, I swipe to end it. Um, and uh, he gets out. But he's not 100% sure the pawn shop's going to be open or that it's going to work out for him or whatever. So he, uh, while he's walking up to there, just leaves the door open, like on, on my car. Like, trying to trap me there to some extent. Like, I don't know how much he's thinking about it or, like, what the nature of those thoughts are. But it, it feels to me like he's he's trying to, like, you know, create a situation where I'm not able to drive off. Yeah. And uh you know, like like says like starts to say like hey just wait here. Which is the first time in my Uber career that someone has asked me anything outside the course of the you know like the ride. Tra yeah, transaction right. is done. And like I'm not just a guy that wants to help you. I'm a person trying to make money doing a thing that I'm no longer making money for now that I've finished the swipe. So I just reach I was thinking about like how this had been different if he was sitting in like the normal place a passenger sits, the passenger side of the car in the back, but he was in the driver's side in the back. So that's the door that was open. So I'm able to just kind of like reach behind me. I just grab the handle. I shut that bitch and I peel out of there. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm going to wait around for you to call your girlfriend to see if she'll fucking give Schedule another ride. Like, no chance, dude. And I don't know, I, I felt like kind of a dick, like certainly left him in a lurch. He's not unlimited resources by any means, um, but we were close enough. He definitely could have walked back to where he was going, like, you know, maybe a mile, maybe a little more than that. Do you um, think this happens regularly to other drivers? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Like they could all do a podcast with three stories a week. I think so. Yeah. Dude, I'm just telling you, like... I, I guess I know what you're saying. I, I you know, if, if you're if if you feel that I have a tendency to attract chaos, I'm sure that you'd have plenty of ammunition to <laughs> to prove your point there. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I just the the average person wanting an Uber, everyone assumes that it's like you know, um, SMU students that are uh, going to the bar or something like that, and certainly do encounter them. But the average person who wants an Uber is someone who doesn't have a car or like their car is broken and their car probably breaks a lot. Yeah, like, I don't know, dude. Yeah. It's, it's fucking, it's, it's a chaotic sort of person. And it's not ever, you know, I mean, whatever. But it, it's chaotic people are a big enough percentage of it that you, if you're given a bunch of rides in a day, you're going to have at least one of them. And, uh, and that day it was, it was a couple. I, uh, <laughs> In a weird way, I almost feel like more chaotic during the day than just the normal, like, 
I mean, I've taken an Uber during the day a handful of times when my car was in the shop or, yeah, you know, something. But 95 to 99% have been, I'm leaving a place and I don't want to drive impaired. And that's pretty much just, I'm sure the wild shit happens there. But for the most part, I just chill. And they just chill. But, like, if you're taking an Uber at, like, 3.30 on a Tuesday, like, there probably is a little higher variance for, like, well, anything could happen right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I have I have way more problems with 3.30 on a Tuesday than driving around party time. Yeah, I would imagine. I never thought about that, but it does make sense. Like, drunk people are not the big – I mean, like, you know – uh, whatever this guy didn't seem drunk at all so i didn't want to i don't want to impugn him but you do always wonder in general you know like what what role does that play in risk-taking behavior like you know I, i'm saying like a, a drunk person at uh, 1 a.m on a friday that's a different deal than a drunk person at uh, 2 p.m on a wednesday yeah for sure yeah um so speaking of drunk at 2 p.m on a wednesday uh, I get called to loose there it. And I, is the, the, is the Crowley courts building is the one you were going to, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause the lady I think said that's what it's called. Yeah. that she went there a bunch of times. I'm just, is loose. I, I know that loose there, it's the jail, but like, there's also, uh, a court attached to the, the jail. The one we did was the Earl Cable federal building. Okay, then, then yeah, the Crowley Courts building is the is, one that's next to Lou Starrett. Okay, there you go. So, like, whenever I got called there, it said Lou Starrett on there, but I think that was just a, an issue of sure her GPS was a little wonky, so it got called to the building next to her rather than the building she was at. I could see her spot on the map. I've done pickups from there before. I knew what was up, so I went to that little circle. And she gets in, and any time... I do pickups there or like pickups where that's the destination and I can see that. If I have any opportunity to ask them why exactly they're interacting with the justice system today, I take those opportunities. And in pretty much every single one of them, people are excited to tell you. Like they're just, you know, they're happy someone's taking an interest in their life. It probably is one of their crazier stories. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so this, this lady, she took a phone call pretty quickly after getting in the car. She was talking with her mother, um, and, uh, her mom was asking, you know, like, so is it all done with? And she was like, yeah, yeah, it's done with the, you know, I got a year probation. Uh, they hooked me up with like a, a machine that I'm going to have to, like, it's basically like a portable breathalyzer just to be able to like check in randomly. Are you drunk right now? Um, sure. sure. Uh, I can't drive, like, like I signed a waiver, I can't drive and like, and that's it. You know, like they waive the fines. I'm good. Um, so whatever she hung up with her mom, she said something to me. I don't remember, but it wasn't like a clear invitation for me to ask the question I did, but I'm like, I'm going to go for it. I was like, so did you get a DUI? And she was like, yeah. Um, and then proceeded to explain everything about her life at the time, which I was very excited to learn about. Uh, so she's, she opened by being like, you know, used to be whenever I was with my ex-husband that we'd go out to dinner, you know, I'd have like two drinks, you know, that's normal. I, I was just a normal drinker. And then we got divorced and I got lonely and I work at Tom, Tom or I'm sorry, I'll beep that out. I work at a grocery store and, uh, you know, uh, whenever I would knew that I had a day off coming, just as I'm leaving the grocery store, I'd buy three bags of wine. And whenever I got home, I'd pop a straw in them bad boys. <laughs> and she said yeah. something like, like, you know, like I, and then I'd be hunting oblivion or, or something to the, to that effect of just like, just kind of leave earth for a little while. <laughs> and, I don't know, man. We've yeah. all been there. Yeah, yeah. We, I, I know that we all know at all times that there's a good amount of people that that's what's going on for them. But I don't know. Talking to them is kind of crazy. It was, it was interesting. Um, and so that's that's her life, you know. Uh, and she's like, so yeah, I was, I was living in an apartment and uh, 
ran out of wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I yeah, I, th- I think that's what it was. <laughs> I mean, honestly, dude, I feel like that's got to be what like most at DUIs. least a third of DUIs. Yeah, are. like it's probably mostly the bar, but I would imagine a lot of it is like I need one more hit. Yes, uh, and, and you don't. And she's like, <laughs> and I can, I can see the grocery store from my balcony. <laughs> not that's not a good assessment. And like, I'm just <laughs> thinking, like, well, then walk. Like, if you if it's that close, like, just don't fucking risk it. Just walk. And I mean, I, I'm sure it's going to be hard to carry a box of wine back to your apartment. But like, fucking better than the alternative. I think we all agree at this point. But she was like, yeah. So I, I could see it from my apartment. I'd only add three glasses of wine. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. After everything else you just told me, I'm having a tough time with that and she's like so i just i turned to my dog and i said it'll be fine i'm like all right now it's right out i don't believe the three glasses thing at all like the court the is done lady dog just gives the jordan shrug <laughs> yeah go for it um yeah no like just uh just don't put me in the car they can't double jeopardy you. It's okay. Like the the trial is over. You can just tell your Uber driver that you were drunk. It's fine. Um, well, three is enough to get a. You possibly could get a DUI depending on how fast you had him. Three over like yeah, four yeah. hours, you'd be fine. Uh, I'm gonna guess she had him fast. Yeah. Um. And so uh, she said that uh, she wasn't even driving. She <laughs> here's a a further warning sign. She's like. I was just sitting in the grocery store parking lot, keys in my lap, just kind of listening to the music, just sort of vibing out. Like if you're a fucking rock out in the grocery store parking lot drunk, then like, yeah, yeah you know, like you should have you're a rock out in the grocery store parking lot drunk and you live where you can see. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, she definitely had some regrets. She would have done this different if she could. Well, I'm glad um, nobody was injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she said someone called it in. Someone saw her driving weird, called it in. The cop, you know, walks up while she's having a good time listening to tunes in her car. Uh, White snake. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, And, uh, you know, officer impounds her car. She spends four days in jail. Four days. before, uh, Before her kids can bond her out. Four days is uncommon. Yeah, yeah, it's it's long. I mean, I have friends who have gotten DUIs who were out like in eight hours. Oh, yeah. Maybe less. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take some time for paperwork. But once the paperwork's done, if you've got the money, you know, I, I think that's probably the thing. It's like, you know, it didn't, didn't seem like anyone in your yeah. orbit's just going to be able to raise bond. Yeah. No problem. You know, the problem, though, is, and I can't remember when I got a PI how this worked out for me so well. But the people I do know who have been <laughs> in a tough spot, I mean, I, again, I would assume that a significant portion of DUIs occur on Friday or Saturday night. And I do think I've known people who got in on Friday night and didn't get out until Monday. Yeah, that sucks. Just because the judge isn't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, I got arrested at, like, 10 p.m. on a Friday night, and I was out by, like, 5 a.m. Saturday morning. Yeah. For, that's nice. But that was PI, though. I don't know, like, how that's different or whatever. But yeah. The judge was, like, on a screen, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It wasn't like I had to appear in court or anything. They were just, like, parading people up to this screen. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, guilty, whatever. They're like, 300 bucks. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Invoice me. Yeah. It's probably, okay. <laughs> um, what are we on? Net, net 15, net 30? What's the. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah yeah so you know and oh she said that her uh her court appointed lawyer was awesome he rocked oh that's good to hear yeah that like you know he he got the absolute minimum she was pretty happy honestly like she said that she started going to aa before like she started the court proceedings like the, that's like, actually pretty common yeah but like, i mean like it's good you know it's it's, it's definitely good yeah it's definitely good, but I mean, I've definitely, again, I've known people, and to be clear, I've never gotten a DUI. I'm not just like doing, I've known people, but uh, it is pretty common for your lawyer to tell you like, you need to get into a program now. Yeah. 
And like, I don't even think it was your lawyer though. I think she was just maybe like, not, but I want to. I do, do this. know that lawyers will do that, and they'll even tell you like, you need to start taking like UAs. Yeah. So that we have like a provable fact that you haven't had anything to drink in three months or something like that, and that will help your case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she did that because whatever she's yeah. talking with her mom, she's like, yeah, they might make me take a UA, but I've got some at the house. It's not a problem. And I can't figure that she had them before she got the UI. <laughs> just wanted to see how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. That'd be wild if every, like, <laughs> waking up after a big drunk, you're like. Let's, let's check it out. Yeah. What, what's this, uh, what's this re- measuring at? You put it on a chalkboard or something. <laughs> yeah. What if, what if you walked into someone's house, they had a list of numbers <laughs> on a chalkboard, and you were like, what's what that? What are you in the math? <laughs> like, no. No. That's not, my not BAC. <laughs> Just been tracking. <laughs> well, that is a wild one for sure. Yeah, no, it was it was good. It was fun. I was happy to meet her. She seemed I'm glad nice. she got help and nobody got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Did we know of? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I seriously doubt she would have gotten one year probation if she was had, hurt. So I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, psychologically by this divorce, opportunity to heal. Yeah. All right, man. Well, good times. Indeed. We'll do another one tomorrow. All right. I'll see you then. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.